Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Moorcroft Means Business podcast. Moorcrofts, for those of you who don't know, we're a firm of lawyers and we advise businesses on corporate, commercial, commercial property and employment law. My name's Matt Jenkin and I'm the employment partner and look after all things employment at Moorcrofts. Um, today, we're going to be looking at a really interesting topic of how businesses can survive and also thrive in these unprecedented times. I'm delighted to be joined by Duncan By Duncan's a director at Wilson Partners. Uh, a they provide business and financial accounting services to a wide range of clients in London, Thames Valley and beyond. Um, Duncan himself, he helps business owners focuses on, on key areas for growth. And I know his passion is working with business owners um, in order to build not only um, a better business for them, but also a better lifestyle for them. I think a lot of people probably um, look for um, having come out of these really challenging times. So um, welcome, Duncan. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hi, guys. And uh, thanks for the intro. Yeah. And I think you're spot on. It's, it's all about building the, the lifestyle you're after as opposed to just the business that you want. Yeah. I, I, and I think a lot of business owners, having gone through the trials and tribulations of the last six months, that will be very much in, in the forefront of their thinking. So Clearly, the last few months have been really difficult for, 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 for businesses and challenging. What are your thoughts, your immediate kind of thoughts to business owners at, these t at this time in terms of advice as to how they navigate their way through these difficulties? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. And I think over the last kind of 10 months or so, it's, it's been kind of more and more prevalent. And I think you just need to be absolutely clear on what it is you want, what you're after, and recognise really what great looks like in your eyes. Um, so... We see it a lot. People talk about, you know, the driver is money, um, you know, getting under the skin of that and really understanding what it is that you, you know, being honest with yourself and understanding what it is actually you want. It, money can't be the driver. It might be something that money enables you to do, but I think it's understanding that. Um, so I think that's one of the key bits. And, and for me, it's getting great people around the table in order to challenge you and make you accountable in terms of making those goals actually happen. It's really interesting in terms of, that, that approach in terms of people actually, I suppose, understanding what they what, what they want to achieve, and as you say, what does what does good look like for them? Yeah, and I, it's I think it's just a communication thing because sometimes you know people talk to us about what they want and what it is they want from the business, and actually half the time it just absolutely isn't what they want. Um, you know, we we talk a lot about building sort of a, a sustainable business, which is a lifestyle business, which might be taking good money out of the, the business year to year, but it might be something that, you know, someone hasn't really thought about building a capital value in a business and an exit at some point, and whether that's a full exit or a partial exit, and then we're seeing a lot more of that these days. I think understanding really, you know, do you want to hang up your boots? Do you want to retire? Do you want to walk away from the business completely? Or actually, do you want some involvement in some way? And is that one day a week, two days a week? Is it just being kind of flexible on the type of work that you're, you're doing? I think... Those decisions, and I've certainly over again after the last 10 months, is people have started to recognise the things they really want in their life, uh, whether it's more time with family, um, whether it's more time away, holidays for all of us at some point in time. Um, I think I think that's that's really getting to the crux of what it is you want as a business owner. And it isn't just about the business. It's about you, your lifestyle and, and what you can create for yourself. And I guess a lot of business owners, their immediate thoughts over the last few months have been around survival. And I know... I know from our conversation, Duncan, we act for, for kind of a lot of similar sort of client base, don't we? We're, you know, yeah, firmly absolutely. in that SME sector. And I think, what is it around what, over 99% of businesses fall within that kind of SME sector, I think. Um, so um, 
for those businesses particularly, what do you think are the, are the biggest risks for them to, to ensure their survival going forward in the next the next 12 months? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I think, first of all, it's the reluctance to adapt. You know, what do I say that? I think it's because, you know, whether you like it or not, the world is different. Um, you know, this, this time last year, we were sort of doing different things. We were all in the office together. Um, I think people do want to consume knowledge in slightly different ways to how they were doing it previously, you know. People want to be definitely more flexible in terms of their working patterns and the hours they work and when they work. Um, and, and obviously for a lot of people, and rightly so, is, um, you know, face-to-face meetings may not be what they desire to be doing anymore. Um, and that absolutely isn't the case for us as a business. We definitely have a stance where we still feel the need that there, you know, at some point in time where we can get back in front of people, that is very, very important. But for some that isn't and for some industries also you just don't need to be traveling lots i spoke to a client earlier in the week and he usually travels to, to usa or dubai or somewhere in europe at least twice a week and that that just isn't happening and he's getting a lot of value back from that but it's um yeah it's it's something to be thinking about in terms of that being able to be adapting to the new the new way of working um i think the other thing that we we always talk about with clients and obviously finance guys girls uh cash flow is absolutely key um we've spoken about it a lot over the last 12 months um the government have clearly done some extraordinary things and we'll we'll see what the impacts of that is down the line but some of the schemes that have kind of helped keep businesses afloat you know the furlough scheme being one which being massively advantageous um but other things such as c-bills bank bounce back loans the deferral schemes um and, and these are all you know let's be honest these are borrowing money and this is a debt facility in some regard and I think um, being able to identify the how you're going to pay that back is going to be absolutely key um, these aren't grants these aren't free money um, this is something to be making sure that you are looking at you know businesses are maybe doing different numbers to they were before the margins may not be as as uh, profitable as they were before and I think it's just making sure you have got and you're creating that surplus cash reserve um, to be able to pay these debts as they fall due. And I think for me, that, that cash flow piece is having a, having a plan and understanding what it looks like, um, forecasting out in time and just really understanding those what-if scenarios, um, I think will be absolutely, absolutely key for survival. And when you're looking at, at helping businesses with managing their cash flow, and I agree, I think, I think cash is, is, as ever, is king. Um, but when you're looking at businesses manage that cash flow, do you see kind of different approaches because uh, uh, I always I always envisage that businesses are all over this and take a very sophisticated approach but then you talk to some businesses and and it's it's perhaps a little bit more I won't say on the back of a fag packet calculation but it, it, it doesn't seem to be that sophisticated yeah I think you're right uh, you know I, I, it does amaze me sometimes you kind of see these these multi-million turnover business you know without any sort of forecasting it, it, it happens a lot it's not just you know an expectation that everyone does it, it it doesn't happen and I think partly because you know sometimes businesses do have a nice cash buffer there and they kind of feel there's no need to so I think it is dependent on whether you need to be you know monitoring cash flow on a daily basis a weekly day basis monthly basis but I, st- I still think you have the ability to make cash work better for you um, regardless of whether you've got lots of it or none of it and I think you know we do focus on that as as advisors and we talk to clients about making sure that they're making the right investments because you know having money in a, in a pot at the moment with little interest um being kind of accumulated on it 
you know, what else can you do in terms of making better returns on it? And it's, it might be investing in people earlier, you know, let's grow this business 10% this year as opposed to, you know, five. Um, so it's just really understanding what that looks like, or it might be accelerating, you know, CapEx spend. So, you know, investing, certainly over the last 12 months, we've seen a lot of people invest in remote working setups for people. So, you know, loads of laptops and desks and monitors, et cetera, from home or printers. And it's, you know, those sort of things we don't know. We certainly didn't know this was going to come this year. And having a bit of cash there sometimes to make those investments is, you know, is crucial. So, um, you know, it's, it's having a plan and making sure that you can kind of adapt to that earlier ahead of time so that you're not just reacting to the market. You've got, you know, a bit of headway to say, you know, this is a proactive decision. We're going to do this and this will work because we've, we've got a plan in place. And do you think there was a, there was a danger that some of the businesses kind of took advantage of all the government support that was there trying to, to give them their kind of comfort of a, of that cash buffer without kind of giving a lot of thought as to how they were going to repay that when, when the time comes? Yeah, I think I, I certainly think there was a, a bit of that. I think, you know, we, we obviously had some really good conversations with our clients and making sure that they were understanding, you know, why they were taking taking those, uh, well, either the loans or, or the furlough scheme. And I think it's, um, it, yeah, I, I think it's difficult to kind of say for everyone, but I, th- I think, you know, there was definitely a lot of people just taking them because it was on a plate. It seemed reasonably straightforward to do. Um, you know, there was no sort of risk in terms of paying interest or even making any, any repayments over the next 12 months. So it was just kind of, let's take it and then see whether we need it, um, which is, you know, to some extent it ca- can work for businesses as a buffer. Um, but it is kind of really understanding what, what is your need and also what it is doing to your balance sheet. You know, if you need other form of lending at any point in time or investment in, in another later down the line in the next 12 months or, or further, is actually how does that impact those decisions and the stuff that you really want to be doing in the business um, and not just just taking it for the sake of it because it, it may well do that. And, and I guess when it comes to kind of cash flow management, we see, we saw a lot of business and I saw it particularly on headcount reductions being advising on employment yeah. law matters. Is a lot of businesses were looking to cut costs of one degree or another. So headcount marketing was another one that seemed to seem to go quite quickly um office space i suspect is one that's being looked at readily yeah. across a whole range of, of, of sectors um if businesses are going to be sustainable and profitable in the long term have you got any advice for them as to as to kind of where they should i suppose it all depends on the business but are they cutting too quickly should how, how should people kind of cons- go through that consideration yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think, first of all, in my view, and this, this is you know, just my opinion, but, you know, the, the talk around the death of the office, I believe it's just a bit of a myth. I, I think, you know, for us, we will we use it differently? Absolutely. Will we need as much space? Maybe not. Uh, but I do believe the importance of getting back in front of one another, whether it's your team or whether it's clients, I think it's, it's really going to be crucial. Um, and, and building long, longevity in the business, let's be honest, is all about, building long-lasting relationships and doing that through Zoom and Teams, you know, in the remote world, it can be done, but I don't think it's quite as effective. So in terms of those investments, you know, it's thinking about what the impact of those decisions are now on the future and how you're going to continue to sell, how you're going to continue to network with people. And it's absolutely, it will work for some businesses. There's no way you know, around that. But I think, um, you know, not only building client and potential new client relationships, but Importantly, it's maintaining those strong relationships internally and continuing to develop the team, I believe, is kind of one of the key bits for me, because being in an office, 
and overhearing conversations with clients or contacts, um, it really does elevate you quite quickly in terms of certainly the more junior staff and teams. I think that's a way to be exposed to conversations that you may not be involved in otherwise. Um, so in that sense, I think that's, you know, office is going to be a key one to be really thinking about how it makes an impact. Um, in, in terms of stuff like marketing, I, you know, I think we've seen seen a lot of it, people making cuts to what they see as kind of those luxury items in the PL. Um, and marketing is definitely one that people perceive as that, but I, I would kind of challenge that and say, you know, is it a cost or is this, uh, is it an, an investment? Because again, you're looking at the long term and we see it so often is like, okay, we'll cut marketing. It'll be, it's a nice say for this month, but what is the impact on that in the next two months, three months, six months, 12 months? And actually where are your leads coming from, from new biz? You know, are you getting out there? Are you seeing people? Well, probably not at the moment. So marketing for me is going to be an absolute key for lead generation for a number of business owners. Um, and it is thinking differently. You know, we're not spending money on travel. We're not spending money on networking, you know, dinners or whatever it might be. How, how can we reinvest that money in other ways to make sure we get a, a similar return, if not better? And I think marketing will be one of those areas. I, I would agree, certainly on the on the death of the office, I agree with you. I think it's it's been overplayed. I think mm. offices will survive. I think they will become more hubs rather than kind of places where we go, I wouldn't say nine to five, because I know both of us do a lot longer than that sometimes, but mm. um, where we go five days a week and then and then that's it. I think you know you'll 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 use them as as office as as meeting spaces, as kind of collaboration spaces. Um, and I and certainly I think um, looking at our, our commercial property team and you talk to them on their transactions, people are still looking at space. They're looking at different space, but it's mm -hmm. not that they're trying to get, you know, trying to move completely to a remote working environment. Because I just don't think for many businesses that will will work from a cultural perspective. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, I, I, I think businesses have gone through that immediate stage of where do we need to cut the cost just to survive? And I think mm -hmm. we're over that hump for a lot of the businesses now. And I think they need to take a little bit more of a long-term view on actually, is that the right thing to, to, to be cutting? Absolutely, yeah. And when you look at your your client base, and I know you act for, you know, hundreds of, of, of clients in the Thames Valley, um, not all of those businesses have, have necessarily struggled in the last, six nine months some have thrived and um, what do you when you're looking at those businesses that have been successful and i appreciate some of it may be market sector led you know if you're in ppe equipment manufacturer i imagine <laughs> it's been a pretty good time for you but yeah, you know outside of those kind of exceptional issues those businesses that are thriving at the moment what you see is the sort of key differentiators when you look at those businesses that, that are perhaps struggling a little bit yeah, I think you're right. There are some industries that have been decimated, and there's, you know, we've got some extremely successful businesses we know and, and act for, and they have been extremely tough times. Um, but I think, you know, for those that have done well, who are in sort of those grey industries that could have easily fallen off a cliff, I think, you know, ultimately they've just embraced the change and they've they not feared it. I think they have one of the things that they've done really, really well is I think they've brought the team along. Um, for the journey they've been completely transparent you know they've not tried to hide anything they kind of just said you know this is what it is guys this is the stuff we're talking about um they're not neglecting the team you know they're not just you know thinking about the strategy and nothing else i think it's that positive mentality keeping that environment um and i think this means you know 
potentially giving the motivational developmental feedback as well as we go because you know you can can forget that that's so important to teams and you know they always talk about the, the five to one ratio or whatever it might be in terms of positive feedback versus uh, critical um, but yeah I think it's amazing how much that positive environment those positive comments can really really help businesses and, and make you feel as one and this is a team game right this isn't us versus them this is everyone we, we want to make sure that everyone's in this together um, I, I think that's probably one of the things that we've noticed the most is that positive mentality just to adapt and to change and to keep people involved and it's not just the teams that are keeping involved either it's keeping their network involved and keeping their clients involved you know it's talking to them about the challenges you know we may be having as a business it's, we're all going through this but it's actually bouncing ideas off one another and collaborating ways that we may not have been doing previously so i think that's oh, that's very important i think yeah certainly i think i think those kind of engagement with the workforce we I've, I've seen as key particularly as, as a lot of people are working remotely how do you actually stay in touch with with the team um on a regular basis and and you know we've all we've all had the joys of getting used to technology haven't we in, in terms of teams <laughs> meetings and things like that but you know it has been, I, I, I think that's that that's crucial um I'm, I'm finding new ways to collaborate with clients as well is again you know you know the fact is we're not we're not seeing them face to face but actually how can we help and get involved in their businesses i think has been really you know i've seen lots of businesses trying to you know adapt and i think that, that, that that's been a, a, a key issue yeah so, i think also re recognizing those kind of changes from the the customer perspective as well and how they want to buy and how they want to do things and how they want to do business is actually very key you know you might have an idea of what it might look like for you as a business but if that's completely different on how that's being received by others you know you've got to think about that and it's not just a one-way street now it's you know this is this is all of us in it together and making sure yeah, that I, it works but but I don't, I, I, I don't know about you Duncan but I've, I've probably had a lot more sort of conversations with clients around those sort of issues because you, I don't know I think the way in which we are interacting with people is is that we're kind of taking our time a little bit more to understand things, to have these conversations with clients. I've certainly, you know, had, you know, more, you know, more conversations with clients over the last nine months than, than I can think of any time in my career, which actually I've got to know them. We get to see people's personal spaces. I've, I've, I found it's actually, you know, benefited that client relationship. And you've got to understand a little bit more about what their business is going through. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, you know, it shows that you care, right? It's uh you pick up the phone and speaking to people and really understanding the challenges they're having, you know, just being on the other end of the phone or, or a Zoom call is showing that you care about them. And I think that is building that trust and the relationship. And again, it's going to only help the longevity in terms of your business relationship. But, you know, again, for the, the business sustainability for you guys, but I think absolutely spot on. So, so, so if you're sitting there in, in, in front of a business owner and, and what are the three tips that you would give them um, to, to survive and thrive at this time? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. I think there's lots of things to talk about. But I think, firstly, you know, businesses definitely need to be clear in terms of what their plan is. Uh, and as important, the ability to kind of articulate that with their teams and all the stakeholders involved. I think that's number one. Um, Number two, I think probably, again, talking about cash, talk, you know, ensuring they've got those cash reserves and understand their cash requirements over the next 12 months so they can actually proactively prepare for those challenges that may be coming. Um, and probably most importantly, and we talked about it a bit today already, is that kind of communication. I think that's absolutely key. Is 
for me, this is communicating with staff, it's with the clients, it's with your professional network. And I think doing it regularly, you know, having, even if it's a process around doing that, making sure you do pick up the phone, because we all get busy. There's lots of things that happens in life, but I think that is one of the most important things because, you know, you can get forgotten about quite quickly and there's lots of people doing it. So if you're not, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a tough time ahead. So I think that helps with everything, you know, getting the right heads together, talking about the right sort of things, getting, you know, your bankers, your lawyers, your accountants, advisors in the room and kind of challenging on some of the things you're thinking about. I think that's very important for businesses at this time. Excellent. Well, I'm sure that'll give, hopefully, anyone listening plenty of food for thought. So, Duncan, thank you very much for that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll be revisiting perhaps in six months' time to see how we've, how we've survived and thrived in, into 2021. Yeah. But, um, yeah, thank you for your time. No, thank you. Cheers, Matt.